0: Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the classic film, Lawrence of Arabia, came out in 1962, directed by David Lean written by robert bolt michael wilson stars peter o'toole alec guinness and anthony quinn the story this movie is the story of t.e lawrence the english officer who successfully united and led the diverse often warring arab tribes during world war I in order to fight the turks This is a movie that uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Best Picture winners from the 1960s for an upcoming episode of Top 5 where I rank my top 5 favorite Best Picture winners from the 60s. And this is a movie that I have obviously always heard of and it's always been considered to be one of the great films and one of the reasons I love doing top five is it gives me an excuse to watch these classics, watch these films that are considered to be good, considered to be the best. And I gotta say, this movie lived up to lived up to its epic nature, its epic reputation. Uh, it is an absolutely gorgeous film. The cinematography is amazing. Uh, like. I definitely understand and agree with all those who say this movie or hold this movie in a high regard. Uh, They don't make movies like this anymore, which is kind of a shame. Um, But it's an absolutely gorgeous film. An insane, epic ride uh, following this guy. Obviously, based on true events, based on the uh, autobiography, memoirs of this main character. So clearly there are some aspects that may be controversial may be considered to be uh, exaggerated or not really handled in a true to life nature uh, as most movies that are based on true events can be so obviously take the the events of this movie with a grain of salt but It definitely shows this man in not just a heroic fashion. It is a movie that shows the rise and fall of this kind of dude that was able to do pretty epic things uh, in a time uh, where, you know, life was very different. Right. Lawrence of Arabia is a movie that came out in 1962. It is a British epic historical drama uh, directed by David Lean, as I mentioned. The film tells the story of T. Lawrence, a British Army officer who played a key role in the Arab revolt against the Ottoman Empire during World War One. Also, the fact that this movie tells a story from World War One from a perspective that is far different than what we get with stories like All Quiet on the Western Front. Right? Uh, it is a very different story and something, obviously, I am ignorant of. I am not a historian i am not a scholar i do try to learn things from history uh but there's so much there's so much so i can't know everything um and watching something like this is an interesting eye-opening uh view of one of many things that were going on at that time this movie stars peter o'toole in the title role and features supporting cast's including Alec Guinness, Anthony Quinn, and Omar Sharif. The film was a critical and commercial success, as obviously critically acclaimed. Uh, It won seven Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Actor. The movie's screenplay was based on Lawrence's memoir, The Seven Pillars of Wisdom. Uh, The film was shot on location in Jordan and Morocco with some additional footage filmed in Spain. The cinematography, which I think is absolutely gorgeous, was done by Freddie Young and is considered to be one of the greatest achievements in the history of film. I would agree. This is one of the most gorgeous films. It is, I believe I watched it on HBO Max. And the scale of these shots the gorgeous compositions every shot it just every shot of this looks amazing and is framed so interestingly and again is something that you just don't you're not going to see anymore because that's just not how they make movies anymore the film score by maurice uh Jarret includes the famous main theme lawrence of arabia which has become one of the most recognizable and iconic pieces of music uh, movie music ever composed the film's themes include the nature of heroism the power of propaganda and the complexities of cultural identity the movie's depiction of lawrence has been criticized for being overly romanticized and for ignoring some of the darker aspects of her personality which you do see a bit of that in the second half of this film despite the length of this movie over three and a half hours the film remains a favorite of both critics and audiences i didn't mind it i mean there are plenty of movies i've seen especially indian films i've seen over the past year that have a three three plus hour runtime and if you deliver a story like this Or like the movies that I've seen, like RRR, for example. They are more than justified, their length. I do not mind, as long as they are good and are giving you a lot of things, I enjoy it. Versus some movies, uh, like, for instance, Scorsese's new movie is supposedly over three hours long. Uh, The Irishman was a very long movie. I I did not like The Irishman there are movies and similar even with james cameron there are directors that i feel who have long runtimes, and it's almost as if they're not willing to edit their films like there's so many opportunities to cut from films and uh so there is you know there is there are definitely movies like this one that more than justify their runtime so I have no, had no problem with the runtime. obviously a little concerned when I went to hit play on that this movie because it's one I want to watch, decided to review it. And uh, it's it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Lords of Arabia often cited as one of the greatest films ever made and is considered a landmark in the history of cinema. 100% agree. Uh, the film has been referenced and parodied in a number of other films, television shows, and works of art. Not surprising. Lawrence of Arabia has been preserved by the Library of Congress for, Congress for the United States National Film Registry for its cultural, historical, and uh, aesthetic significance, which at the end of the film, it, it credits the, rest, the restoration people that did the restoration. I thought it looked amazing. It looked amazing on, uh, H- I believe it was on HBO Max. I watched it. Uh, absolutely beautiful cinematography. Great compositions, as I said earlier. They just don't make movies like this anymore, right? Epic, epic wide shots of the desert as like he's riding him and his escort are riding camels through the desert, right? So many scenes where the people are so tiny on screen. When I first started watching this movie, I was watching it on my iPad and you could bear, like there were scenes would show up and I know there's somebody, it was almost like, where's Waldo? It was just like this sand dune or like this, this, cl- this sheer uh, mountain cliff. And it's like, I know there's a person in there somewhere and you like kind of see it. So eventually, obviously to really experience this movie the way it should be experienced. I s- stopped watching it on my iPad while I was working and decided to, put it on my projector and even on my projector there are shots where people look like they are they look like ants crawling across my projector that's how just the scale of these shots so gorgeous absolutely so gorgeous and something you won't see in movies today because they would have done so many of these shots using cg they would have used green screen, they would have been CG, they wouldn't be like on location, these wide shots where you see people like miles away, just kind of like these little ants just kind of going across. So many scenes in this movie of that. Absolutely amazing. Amazing. The movie, it, like, the, the advantages if this movie was made today, there are, you know, a couple positives that would be made today. The casting, I think, would have been more on point. There's clearly people pretending to be Arab when they're not. Um, and of course, everybody speaks English. So if it, the casting would be different if this movie came out today, uh, they would probably, in a movie like this, they would probably have people speaking their native language and they at least in moments and there would be subtitles. Wait, movies, there's a lot more inclusion in that where people speak their, their native tongue in movies that have different languages And generally, the casting of movies has gotten a lot better, where it's not just, like, a bunch of white people playing different races. But the downside would be that they would be used... So many of the shots would have been CG. Like, so many shots of, like, them going into battle or, like, people riding on horses and these just wide, epic shots, you would not have those shots, right? The wide, epic shots that that we see in, like, superhero movies are all CG and all look blatantly like CG. Where this, it looks like they are in the desert because, spoilers, they're in the desert, right? It is amazing, this movie. And it shows, like, the detail and effort they put into making this movie makes it as good as it is. And that mental its movie. A lot of this movie is the of Lawrence is his mentality of pushing himself, right, and believing in himself and doing things that people don't believe he can do, right. That is so much of what the first half of this movie is. Um, and this movie has an intermission. Which, in watching all of these movies from Best Picture winners, one, a lot of musicals, uh, but two, a lot of them have intermissions as well. This one has an intermission, which is fine and breaks the movie up into two parts. So the first part, a lot of it is Lawrence going into the desert and proving that he can survive and do all of the same things that the people that are escorting him through the desert can do, right? Really kind of proving himself to be where he is and do what he can do and does things that they think he's going to do. I mean, they do things together that are seemingly impossible to do and then even in those moments he goes above and beyond to save people that end up kind of being regretful but it's kind it's just it's i i enjoy that kind of idea and mentality it is kind of that hero thing which of course it's it's in his memoirs. so who knows how how much he actually pushed himself but it is what kind of endeared himself to these people and allowed them to trust him and believe in him and to follow him so kind of amazing that first half of this movie For the show. And make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait. Head on over to Inspiredisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening. And we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show. And it's just a very epic movie. And then the second half is kind of... Right? This is a rise and fall. That fall, or you could call this a descent into madness film, right? That second half is that descent. It is that fall in a lot of ways. So it does kind of end in a tragic way. And like the film Gandhi, this movie starts with this historical figure's death and funeral. right? That's the first scene we see is this guy riding his motorcycle. And him getting in an accident and dying, right? And then you see of the story of him and why people at his funeral hold him in such high regard. So, I guess a little spoilers for the very beginning of a movie that's been out for, what, 60 years? So, okay. I do want to get into spoilers, though. So, if you haven't watched Lawrence of Arabia, I mean, you know, I hadn't watched it. I'm 42 I had 42 years to watch this movie. Finally got around to watching it. So good. So good. It is it like understandably one of the greats. Right? And in many ways I could see how this could be regarded as a better film than even Citizen Kane. Which is another film that was doing crazy things at the time that that movie came out. But I do want to talk about spoilers of this movie. Talk about specific moments of this movie. And my thoughts on them. So to avoid spoiling anybody that may not have seen this movie yet uh now you you've been warned um like i said which i already said this pre-spoilers the whole how it starts which i guess is kind of a spoiler for both this movie and gandhi that it starts with how they die and they die in very different ways um and both are epic movies both movies about somebody but gandhi came out 20 years after this movie right And this movie almost seems like it could have been made the same time Gandhi was made. Uh, It it was kind of crazy how well this movie was made. Um, So it starts with him as Colonel Lawrence riding a motorcycle, right? And you see the people at the funeral holding him in high regard, although never actually knowing him personally, right? Maybe shaking his hands once. So it kind of speaks to the legendary status that he had. So when you're watching this movie, you're seeing how he gained that legendary status which makes complete sense not only in his actions but also in the way the media covers him right because this movie is also about propaganda and him being that kind of figurehead that they put out in the press as this guy who's doing these things and he has these ambitious things to do good at least in the way this this movie portrays it right The going across when he finally meets the like the first half is him in the desert. Going to meet with the different tribes and trying to unite these tribes to fight against the Turks. And there's a scene where they want to kind of invade the Turks. From their back, right? They are their base is on the coast And they are protected at the coast, right? To protect them from ships coming in or whatever. To being attacked from the ocean. Because the ability for people to attack them from behind, they have to cross this uncrossable desert. Which is one of the many things that this guy shows that he can push himself, right? He believes in his ability to do these things and in doing so proves to these people that he can do these things which is a great scene right them going on this trip and how they're trying to do it and how it's not easy like even them like everybody is struggling to do this is not an easy thing and they barely make it and when they like even before that right before he even gets to that point where he's un- crossing this uncrossable desert and he just first meets the, the guy who's going to escort him to these uh, tribes. He's like already at the beginnings, like I'm only going to drink when you drink. Right. The guy's like, oh, now you drink, drink now, like because, you know, you're soft, you're soft English. Right. So so you, he's like, no, I'm going to drink when you drink. And he eats what they eat. Right. Really kind of just. Adopting their what they do and living as they do to try and get respect from them by, you know, living as them. Right. And setting up kind of his mindset going into this like, okay he's not going to just be pampered. Right. He's going to do and live as they do. Right. Or at least as close to it as possible. And uh, you see when they do cross that uncrossable desert this is like later on and the one dude Gassim falls off right at some point they don't even notice it right he fell off his camel they get to a point where they're like i think we're we've actually crossed it we're we're actually going to be able to get to water and they look and Gassum's camel is empty right he fell off at some point and his desire lawrence's desire to go save this guy right and like it's kind of an epic moment, right? You, you see that he actually is able to do it, right? Very unlikely, and that's kind of the moment where they're like, he writes his own future, right? And of course he makes it. I mean, it's, it's an hour into a movie that's three and a half hours long of co- that's titled Lawrence of Arabia. He's not going to die in saving this guy. So you kind of know he's going to make it through, but it's still kind of crazy how he's able to do it. And kind of this great moment and it's like where they accept him like they burn all of his old clothes and they give him their traditional clothes and they accept him. And it's like this great in a lot of ways kind of like dances with wolves. So it's like another movie where it's like, oh, white guy welcomed into indigenous people's community because he he is acting like them and does what they do, which is, you know, I like that movie as well. You know, what can you say? Um, but they accept him. um, when they get the second tribe, they get to the second tribe and there's a situation where somebody from the first tribe murders somebody from the second tribe. And the scene where he's like, okay, to eliminate this from turning into a war between these tribes... The punishment is for the guy who killed somebody to die, right? That's his punishment. And to keep it from going back and forth, Lawrence, who is not attached to either of the tribes, volunteers to be the executioner of this guy. And when you find out when this guy who has killed somebody, just a stupid move, when he finds out that it's Gassum, the guy that he risked his life to save, it is absolutely so brutal. That reveal when he lifts his head and it's like, oh, it's Gassim. Why would you do th- this guy just saved your life? But it's also a crazy moment, not only because it is the guy that he risked his life to save. And in that moment where he saved Gassim is accepted by these people. But in him killing Gassim. Is when he realizes that he has a taste for blood. Right. That is the moment that starts to change him where he realized that he enjoyed killing him, which is something that ends up spinning way out of control in the second half of the film. Right. So it's a very like brutal scene, but it's also a very transition transitional scene where he, he gets a joy of killing. He gets bloodthirsty. And then they end up succeeding at attacking this this turk base from be, the back and there's this great shot of the cannons that are facing the wrong way like they were at no point prepared for what he his plan was like it completely worked it worked to get these two tribes together it worked for them to cross this, this supposedly uncrossable desert and ultimately take over this camp take over this base and then he's like, he needs to go to Cairo to notify them that they took this, this thing. And he takes the two kids that have, like, become his servants, right? And on the way, they go through, like, a, it's another. It's like the whole first half of this is just, like, this struggle to survive and accomplish these small little missions. And now it's the mission to go to Cairo. And he's got these two kids. And they go through a sandstorm where he loses his compass, Right. So one bad thing happens. Then you have a kid getting swallowed up by quicksand, right? Swallowed up by the sand and loses him, right? Just traumatized. And then when they get back to society, you see how everybody looks at him because he's dressed like them. They're both dirty because they've been in the desert trying to get to civilization. And now they're like in a built up like city that has like buildings and streets and all these things there's infrastructure there and they see how out of place they feel and how out of place they look and how everybody is looking at them right and it just really highlights how like kind of how much hate there is in white culture just how much hate there is in people that look different and it's, it's just like, you know, it's, it's highlighted and it, obviously it, it's, it's sad that it's still in 2023 is something that if you look a certain way and you're go into an area that is primarily full of people, full of hate, they will treat you and look at you like that. They will say you are not welcome. They will say things like go back to where you came from. Right. Which is very much what it's like when Lawrence shows up with this kid and he's like, got this kid, like he is traumatized, right? They go to the bar and trying to get lemonade. And it's just like, the kid is just like quiet. And like, I, there's nothing he can do. And Lawrence just has him by the arm, guiding him around to these things. And it's kind of a crazy scene. And then there's the intermission, and then there's the second half, where it's now Lawrence is kind of the leader of these different tribes that is united, and it's them fighting against the Turks in these different ways, like destroying their rail system, stealing. Um, It's also the moment where he kind of starts to feel godlike. He starts to feel almost invincible, right? and you see the reporter starting to follow him right using him as the figurehead as this heroic person as this legend so you're seeing the propaganda being started and him buying into that propaganda in a lot in a lot of ways is take a quick break from this episode because I want to promote are you looking for a way to take your love of the Ray Taylor show to the next level look no further than Inspire Disorder Plus as a member you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks including the full week of shows ad free in both audio and video versions, a live painting archive, early access to the many faces, members only discounts and deals a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes, but that's not all. As a member, you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing. You'll also get the chance to ask me anything you want. With all of these benefits and more, Inspired Disorder Plus is a must-have for any fan of the Ray Taylor Show. So don't wait. Go sign up now. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com/plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now. Let's get back to the show. You find out that the Turks refer to them as rebels, so because of that, they are not treated. They're the people that are captured are not treated like prisoners of war, and thus they are usually tortured and killed by the Turks. So to avoid people who are injured in their group from being captured by the Turks and tortured, they kill. All of their wounded, right? So you, you see, like, the the lengths that they have to go through to, in some ways, keep them from living a hell on earth in some ways, which is brutal, which is brutal, but also feeds into Lawrence's bloodthirst anyway. And you see them attacking railroads. That's where the other kid, like, there's an accident happens, and the other kid, and it's like, ugh. You know, which is is just another incident that I think pushes him into this this death spiral, really. And you see after one of these train derailments, like there's a guy who's like barely survives and he shoots. He shoots Lawrence, who's standing on top of a train car and it like wings him, knocks him off. Right. So it doesn't kill him; Just like it grazes his shoulder. But after that moment, like, he gets up and he just stares at the guy still. And the guy misses as he unloads the rest of the bullets. And it's, like, at that, and then he gets up on top of the thing and he kind of just, there's this thing that Lawrence does where he's almost, like, dancing with the robes that he's wearing as the wind blows through it. Like, he is very much, like, so full of himself in that moment where he feels like he's invincible, like nothing can touch him. Right. And it's like it is like Icarus flying too close to the sun. Right. That is the point at which his wings start to melt. And when it really goes bad for him is when I and I forget how this happened, but he ends up getting tortured by the Turks. And it, like it's an, a thing that like completely changes him and it com- turns him really just head first into the dark side. Right. And he tries to get out. Uh, and it's like, I could see how it romanticizes them, but also like, if you know, like they, they're clearly showing that this character has gone bad, that he is like part of the dark side. There's another scene where he like goes there, him and the soldiers they're going through and there's these Turks and he's like, no, pr- no prisoners. And they just go decimate all of these people. Right. And it's just this bloodbath where they just get, You know, they just execute all these people and it definitely shows like that this guy isn't a good guy, that this is like he has a dark side and it touches on that. But it doesn't. I'm sure like he probably did even worse things than that. Right. And you even see the photographer, the reporter that's following him, that kind of created helped to create this monster, helped to create this like legendary person in the public's eyes but also in his own mind you see how he realizes that like this guy isn't good anymore this guy is actually a monster so it's kind of it's you do see that even though it doesn't go into probably how dark he was how like evil he got in those moments it still touches on it in a way so you know and then you have the point where there, he's he like because he believes he's able to do anything where he's trying to help them form a democracy, help all of these tribes come together. Meanwhile, like all of the kind of different services that would be part of their society are run by different groups. So like one group is the fire brigade. Another tribe is the phones. Another tribe is the electricity and other ones. The right. So and they can't like agree on anything and it's just kind of hectic it is it is like it's it's so complex and for lawrence to think that he can somehow get them all to come together is it, it just only shows that even he has his limits so it's uh you know, it's, like, almost a little too little too late. And even when he sees how they're treating their prisoners of war, the Turks that they, they didn't kill and that are in, like, the medical care, the hospital, how just unattended they are and just rotting away. And him kind of having this last-minute feeling of humanity pretending to, like, not pretending, but, like, wanting to do good when it's far too late for that, way too little, way too late, Right. It's an absolutely, and then to see the end of this movie, right, or to know how he, end, how he dies, he just dies riding his motorcycle and gets run off the road accidentally and dies. Like, he, he survives so much insanity. His life was at so much risk, and he survived to the point where he thought he was, like, invincible, acted like he's untouchable, that he was this, like, like God bestowed this ability for him to do these things and for him to be taken out in such a simple way like being in an accident on a motorcycle is like in some way poetic justice you know uh but absolutely an epic film uh i I definitely like the first half of the movie more than the second half but it's still a great film all, all in all um seeing him prove to himself right writing his own future as it was the rise and fall of a man not only of his honor but of his morality how those things change over time you know doing things for the right reasons then doing things for the wrong reasons uh and after when he is helping to destroy the trains and gets winged by the bullet how he just like Kind of, there's that transformation where he feels like he's gone god level on some on some uh, some level, and then you see how it all falls apart, right? You see how it kind of falls apart mentally for him, and how it was already falling apart when he, before he even went back to do these things, because of course the government want he's successful, so of course they don't want him to stop, despite the fact that he knows he's falling apart and he tries to pull himself out but they they want him to go right back in, right? So it's it's uh, you know, I can I can understand why people uh at the beginning of the film, the very beginning of the film have hold him in such high regard, right? Especially considering the stories written of him. He was written as this like this 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 insane like epic leader who united these different tribes and was able to do these things that seemed impossible to do right he becomes this legend but you know it uh ended up being just damaged being a damaged monster right after all of that and he dies in a simple car crash it's a great film uh it was i'm glad i finally watched it and i highly recommend you know even if you watch through the spoilers An absolute, it's a gorgeous film, a great film, and I want to thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Lawrence of Arabia. Also, the name Lawrence, not the most heroic, epic kind of name, Lawrence, but regardless, and it's something that you don't even realize. Like I, so used to the title Lawrence of Arabia, and then to watch it, and then to to like hear him he called lawrence it's like oh that's not a very it's not like a a manly man's type of a name uh you don't think of what he does the name doesn't necessarily fit what he does either way i hope you enjoyed my thoughts on lawrence of arabia and uh don't forget to tune in every monday wednesday and friday for more movie and tv show reviews and join the conversation by leaving a comment on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder if you're watching these until next time Enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Oh!